from I'd make a candle out of it if I ever found it Try to sell it, never sell out of it I'd probably only sell one Give it to my brother, cause we have the same nose Same clothes, homegrown, a stone's throw from a creek we used to roam But it would remind us of when nothing really mattered Out of student loans and treehouse homes, we all would take the ladder My, my name's Blurry Face and I care what you think My name's Blurry Face and I care what you think Wish we could turn back time To the good old days And then we fly far away Used to dream of outer space But now they're laughing at the face Saying, wake up, you need to make money Yeah. We used to play pretend Give each other different names We would build a rocket ship And then we fly far away Used to dream of outer space But now they're laughing at the face Saying, wake up, you need to make money Yeah. Wish we could turn back time To the good old days When the mama sang us to sleep But now we're Music, 24 hours a day. We play the hits. Other stations still have players to play. The one and only English-speaking station in Moscow. Capital, Capital FM. Capital Sports with Alan Moore. Welcome back, folks, to part four, just after 10 o'clock here in the nation's capital. I'm Alan Moore. This is Capital Sports on Moscow's Capital FM. Just a quick look, of course, today the Moscow Derby was... Well, the bragging rights for next week, you can, all the Siska Sparan, Siska Moscow even, fans can be uh, mouthing off at Spartak fans and saying we are the best. We, they have won the capital this week because, of course, Dinamo lost 1 0 earlier on to Rubin. As I said, Siska, they won 3 1 against Spartak. Himki lost 3 1 yesterday away to Ural. Tomorrow, Lokomotiv are playing at 8.30 Moscow time against Rostov down in Rostov. OK, we're going to go straight back to Alex B because he has a bit more of a roundup of playoffs. And then we're, we're um, Carol Donovan's going to join the chat. So, Alex, um, NHL playoffs, what's happening there? Uh, in the NHL playoffs, um, the uh, I, can, I can tell you what's going on in the MLB playoffs. So okay, go ahead. Far, far away with the MLB. Playoffs, the MLB, go ahead. With MLB, I can tell you that um, the LA Dodgers right now are the number one team in terms of they have the cleanest record, 32 wins, 14 losses. Uh, then there's the Cubs with 27 wins, 20 losses, 27 wins, 19 losses for Atlanta. Uh, Tampa Bay in the East uh, with 30 wins, 16 losses. Um, AL Central, Chicago White Sox are at the top of the board, 29-16. And the Oakland A's, 29-16 in the West. So that's going what's going on in the um, 
in the MLB. Okay. NHL, I know that um, yesterday the Dallas Stars, they, uh, they went 3-1 ahead in the series against the Las Vegas Golden Knights. And uh, then yesterday, that was on, yeah, that was on... Saturday, yeah, that was on Saturday, and tonight, of course, there is the playoff game between the Tampa Tampa Bay are doing quite well. They're playing New York Islanders. Tampa Bay are leading this the series two one. Um, Nikita Kucherov, of course, the right wing, he is on fire at the moment, thirty two goals and fifty two assists. Um, Alex, no, no um, teams from Canada in the playoffs. Is is Canadian hockey yeah. that weak? <laughs> no, I mean, I'm not, there's not, I'm not slagging no. Alex. I mean, I, I love Canadian hockey. I mean, that is hockey. Like, none of this, you know, fancy puck passing well, and showboat and stuff. I mean, this yeah. is like, yeah. you know, rock'em, sock'em hockey. Well, the thing about the NHL playoffs is that we get different teams every year. We get different champions every year. So I'm not really too concerned about, you know, the whole the state of a sport in the entire nation to come down for something like this to happen. No, I think that, you know, we'll get them next time. Okay, not, not really. Yeah, but there's a lot of parity in the in the NHL more so than in the NBA for sure. It does seem like that. It definitely does seem like that. Um, listen, <laughs> our uh, beloved Browns, Cleveland Browns, uh, losing already in Week One, thirty-one-six against the Ravens. Um, Washington making a bit of a fight back. They are seventeen-forty then against the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, listen, Alexander, what about the, you know, looking at the, the name change? They're no longer the Washington Redskins. They're now Washington football team. Um, ah, yes. I mean, that sounds strange because even there was a photo of Joe Biden with his son in his arms from maybe 20 years ago. And they photoshopped out the Washington logo, the Redskins logo. Is that going a bit too far, maybe? No, I mean, I think it's even more disrespectful if now they try to like pretend as if that didn't happen. Uh, you know, yeah, so, like I think they should have come up with something a while ago. It's still Washington football team. The um, logo is just a big old W. <laughs> yeah. uh, I mean, yeah, they, they've had time to, you know, come up with some. There's other there's other Washington teams. They don't have that issue. And I don't know why. I know in, in Toronto when they wanted to have the Raptors, they had... You know, everybody come and decide, and everybody decided on the Raptors. Well, I mean, for the for the for the name. So I think they could have just done something like that. Yeah, I mean, Toronto. I mean, I remember when the Toronto Raptors were there, and they need the the uh, Vancouver Grizzlies at, the, at that time as well. Of course, they moved to Memphis. I mean, it all it all made sense. Alex, no, you're going to stay there because you could join in the chat. We're going to go to Cara O'Donovan. I think she's in Sligo, not in Dublin right now. So. Um, First, introduce Cara. She is an athlete advocate. She's a former world kickboxing champion. She is a karate star who is, well, fingers crossed, she'll be going to the Tokyo Olympics next year if they take place. Hopefully, they will. Um, how are you doing, Cara? I'm good. How's it going? Very good. Listen, thank you so much for coming on this evening. Um, want to start off right away. Uh, we were discussing Conor McGregor just with, with uh, our legal legal, Isil Cody, and of course with Alex B uh, in the last segment. Um, up to more no I'm not going to trivialise and say up to more mischief but it is getting quite concerning at this stage or do you think maybe it's just a bit too tabloidy at the moment um, yeah I mean I guess the, there's been so much scandals around Conor McGregor over the last while and you kind of get the feel that there's an air of entitlement and you wonder is there ever going to be any accountability for some of the stuff that's been proven, you know, like um, I'm, I'm not even going to speculate and don't want to land myself in trouble. But um, yeah, it does. It just doesn't sound good. It really doesn't. 
Um, so I, I, I wouldn't be a massive fan, though. I mean, I don't know him personally, but I'm not, I'm not a massive fan. No, same as myself, actually. I mean, I, I grew up in boxing. You know, I, like UFC for me, just it always feels strange when a guy goes down and they just like keep punching and kicking. I, for me, I, I, I don't know. It just feels a bit icky, kind of like you know. Um, Carol, listen, I want to, I want to just ask you start with your career because, of course, twenty years ago you were world champion in kickboxing. You transitioned across to karate. Um, and you've, you've faced quite a few obstacles and hurdles along the way. Just tell us a bit about your, you know, why you got into kickboxing in the first place and how you moved to karate. Um, yeah, so kickboxing was very random. Like, I didn't set out to, to start in kickboxing, but um, where I grew up in Sligo Town, the, the football, football clubs wouldn't take girls when I started. So um, I just fell up. I fell upon this kickboxing club it was this dingy little club underneath um like a parish hall and once I got in there and got stuck in I just loved it so that's kind of how I started and I guess throughout all the years there had been this promise from from people probably that didn't have any uh, uh real information but they were always telling us that the Olympics would happen and of course as a kid you buy into that Olympic dream so when karate then got into the Olympics, I just thought, look, I'm, I'm not getting any younger. I'm just going to go for this. And the sports are somewhat similar. Um, so that's when I switched over just uh, about three years ago now. And so that's, what, what, what's the big difference, say, between... Uh, well, OK, I've, like for, for most of us who understand the difference, because kickboxing, of course, is, is full contact, punching, kicking, and it's a little bit more active. Karate is more um, strike and points based. Was it a tough transition? Um, tougher than I thought it was going to be, but I, I guess the, to put it into context, the style of kickboxing I did was uh, somewhat similar. Like it's stop start and it is about scoring points. The contact was definitely an issue. Um, so full contact was was part of kickboxing, and and I struggled big time to adjust that um, because you get warned and ultimately disqualified if you uh, continuously hit too hard in karate. But I think the biggest adjustment was the technical side of it. Um, you have to like really, um, I guess, finalize your techniques and execute them a little bit differently. And uh, I struggled with that for the first couple of years. But initially, I thought it was going to be easy. But I, I think I've just, uh, I think I've just got to grips with it now. But um, yeah, it's, it's, but it's, it's fun. I mean, sometimes when you're doing a sport for a long time, you kind of get a bit not so much sick of it but you you kind of get to the point where like you're struggling to motivate yourself so it was a new challenge but yet not a completely new challenge if that makes sense no i i, I do again there is that kind of crossover as well i mean i i i had one kick kickboxing fight in in my life and it was the weirdest thing possible because it was in a university competition they said just go in and be a boxer and i was like okay fair enough and the first thing that happened, of course, the guy had very long legs and he kicked me from the middle of the ring and sent me into the corner. And I was like, what the heck is going on? And I, I couldn't understand it. And then only when I got inside his punches or his kicks that I realized he couldn't punch. So it was kind of a, you know, and again, for me, it was kind of, I'd say, a distance. But when a leg like, comes out, it, you know, it nearly took my head off. But anyway, um, Cara, um, you're, you're, of course, working with the Global Athlete um, Organization. Tell us a bit about that, because, of course, it is for advocacy for, for athletes in general, globally. Yeah, so um, I guess it's it's still in the early days. Um, it's a little bit over a year, maybe a year and a half launched. And 
we're still trying to, I guess, shape the long-term direction of the, the organization. Um, but ultimately, it's um, it's a group that's aiming to to bring about change and, and like positive change, obviously, in sport and give athletes more of a say. And that's something that I felt like throughout my sports career, that every decision was made for me. And, and any time I tried to have a say in that, um, I was punished or I was kind of ostracized or told, you know, just go and focus on performance and so it kind of struck a chord with me what they're trying to do. And, and I think there's a, a bit of a, a momentum around that. And I think athletes have, have got a bit tired of being told what to do. So, um, yeah, I mean, I guess the ultimate aim is to try and represent athletes to bring about change in both Olympic and Paralympic sports and, and give athletes a bit more of a say in, in decisions that are going to affect them. Because, uh, of course, we, we've always discussed on here the issues surrounding doping in, in Russia and how very often it hasn't been tackled properly or kind of the excuses used, as we hear, say, by Liverpool supporters or even uh, Team Ineos or Sky cycling supporters. Oh, well, they're all doing it. You know, it's all, it's all going on. Um, what, what can you do to educate athletes that it's OK to be clean? Get your level and work on that. Uh, what can Global Athlete do, do for that to educate young athletes? Well, like, I think that's a big part of it. And, like, I do believe, and, and perhaps people will say I'm naive, but I do believe that there are clean athletes out there. I don't think that as much as I've, I'm very much disillusioned with sport and, and have seen my own kind of first-hand experience, I've watched open throughout my own sport. Um, but, yeah, I, I think the education is is a big part of it. Uh, but I also think there needs to be faith. Like one of the things for young athletes is that they need to have faith in an anti-doping system. And I don't think there's any faith in, in anti-doping or very little faith in it at the minute. It's become more of a, like if, if I was to be honest, I feel when I look at WADA, it's very much a PR exercise. It's like, um, they're trying to tell us that everything is good. And, uh, I just don't think that the athletes buy into it and that is having an effect on younger athletes coming through. So I think um, in order for athletes to believe in clean sports, they have to see that the anti-doping side of it actually is anti-doping. Um, and and I think that's something that Global Athlete will try and do. Uh, we're open to a lot of ideas on how to do that, but I think putting pressure and, and calling out uncomfortable truths is, is part of that. So... Um, yeah, I mean, I, I do agree with you that younger athletes do need to be educated, but I think a lot of it is from what you see. And at the minute, I don't think any athlete coming into sport can have a lot of trust in the anti-doping system that's there. Listen, this and this is something we've argued about on the, here, like on the show, is that, you know, I, I don't want my, my kids taking, like, having to dope to try and compete because, for example, watching the Tour de France today and watching Team Jumbo Visma, whatever it's, if it's either chemical doping or motor doping or whatever, it just, it's just unbelievable. And when you hear the commentators who are kind of hardened when they're going, going, mm, this is surprising, very surprising, it, it kind of like, you lose faith in it. Um, but look, Carrie, I want, want to, to, to step on a little bit, of course, because um, Alex has a, has a question for you in just one moment. He's going to jump in. Uh, I want to ask you first about uh, Navid, because uh, yesterday, uh, was, yeah, yesterday, Saturday, there was um, an, an Iranian athlete put to death uh, that kind of struck a chord with a lot of people, but there didn't seem to be a lot of reaction from authorities on a global level. Um, can you just tell us a bit of the background and what happened? 
Yeah, so uh, this case, Naveed, um, uh, this one really struck a chord with me. And, and I know that there's human rights uh, breaches and injustices all over the world. But whether it's combat sport and athlete, um, as soon as I came across this, this one resonated with me. And, and I know Global Athlete got involved in it. But ultimately, he had been accused and um, coerced, I guess, or tortured. He, he claims he was tortured into giving a confession to... Uh, a murder um but there was huge question marks as to how that happened and we don't believe that that it was actually true and ultimately it was a peaceful protest that him and his brothers were engaged in back in 2018 and he was given a, a death sentence um and unfortunately yesterday that that was executed and um he was killed and we believe it was a huge human rights breach, um, but it was down to the fact that he was pre- peacefully protesting against the regime in Iran. And there has been, like, from one point of view, it's been nice to see the solidarity in, in some of the athletes across the world and, and obviously some of the human rights organizations and, and people in general. But if, if you're to ask me, I'm probably jumping on here, but the, the IOC and the United uh, World Wrestling, they've been far too quiet and um, haven't really acted. So that's something that, that has to has to be, has to change, really. Um, I mean, I'm still kind of in shock and it has really um, has struck a, a chord with me, um, and as I'm sure it has with a lot of people. It's, but it's just shocking that an athlete um, has been sentenced to death for a peaceful protest. Yeah, I mean, you know, we see protests all the time. We see it next door in Belarus and, you know, people get, okay, beaten by police and so on, at least you kind of go, okay, there's something that's going to happen. But when someone gets, you know, it, it appears to be wrongfully put to death, um, you know, this isn't just shot in the streets. This is like meaningful, you know, waiting, put through some sort of, you know, coerced and then put, it, I don't know, it, it just, it's, it's, it's unbelievable. Um, before we go away, Alex B has a question for you. Alex, fire away. Uh, yeah, so uh, this is kind of like a question we've been talking about on the show um, a lot. So, uh, you know how, like, we always try to have these, uh, you know, easy transition for, you know, trans athletes. But, you know, in combat sports, we've never actually had, I don't think we've had somebody who's like a female fighter to talk about this. You know, what is your opinion on, like, Fallon Fox and, like, things like that? Like, if a man, uh, you know, somebody transitions from man to woman and is then allowed to compete with women in combat sports? Yeah, tough question. Um, so, I guess, from from my perspective, and I've, I've competed in kickboxing, karate, and I've dabbled in a bit of taekwondo, but it's never been an issue that's come up for me. It's never been a scenario where a trans athlete has... Um, you know, look to compete and it hasn't even, I guess, been bro- broached by the, the organizers of a sport. Um, so honestly, I don't know, but I, I, and I don't know enough about this to, to kind of come out and say one way or the other, but I do feel that there is a hu- uh, um, a lot of, I mean, if you look at Castro Samania, um, I mean, that to me, it seems wrong that you're being forced to dope essentially or take, uh, drugs in order to change your natural and I know that's not trans but and I'm going off slightly off topic on that but um yeah I guess I guess it's an area I don't know enough about and that's probably my honest answer I wouldn't be able to go into it but I I, I do think the human rights 
issues should be first and foremost. I don't think sport rules should ever trump a human rights issue. Okay. Uh, Alex, thank you yeah. very much. I know you're going to be back in part six. Carol Donovan, thank you very much for your time. We're going to come back to you, you know, in the next little while as well because it, it's just fascinating talking with you and thank you so much for your time this evening. Okay, thanks a million for having me. Thank you. Okay. Alex B, of course, will be back in uh, part six. We're going to go straight out to the break right now with, well, let's just say it's, it's something that's going to like rock you a little bit. This is Kevin Rudolph and Lil Wayne with Let It Rock. We're back with Mr. Dino, Dimitri Darunitz after this. Capital Sports with Alan Moore. I see your dirty face high behind your collar. Пока я покупаю билет, ты бежишь за попкорном. Проходим на свои места. Главное не пропустить начало. И вот оно начинается. 
Ты не слышишь, как светятся опоздавшие. Потому что большой экран поглотил тебя. Звук завораживает тебя. Ты плачешь, смеешься. Уходишь от погони. Падаешь в пропасть. И взлетаешь до небес. Ты забываешь обо всем. Потому что ты в кино. Идем в кино. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. I hope you enjoyed that uh, little bit of a rock out there because we're trying to build up the energy because the Big Fat Filthy Quiz, of course, is coming up in the next segment. But right now, we have Mr. Dinamo, uh, Dimitri Durunas. Now, of course, Dinamo are back in European competition. Yes, another Moscow club in the Europa League. It doesn't matter, Europa League, Champions League, whatever it is, even the Women's Europa League, Champions League, we need our clubs there. Uh, Dinamo were last in the uh, in European competition five years ago when they qualified for the group stage and then they qualified out of the group, won a round against Anderlecht and then lost to an absolutely superb side from Napoli. They are playing on Thursday against Lokomotiv Tbilisi down in Georgia. And what can we expect? Of course, we know they lost yesterday, uh, or sorry, lost earlier on today, 1-0 to Rubin. And joining us, fresh from the Match TV studio, he was in the Dinamo Stadium, then the Match TV studio, Dimitri Durunas. Dimitri, a very warm welcome back onto Capital Sports. Hello, hello, hello. Can, can you hear me? Loud and clear. It actually sounds like you're going to give us the voting from the Moscow jury in the Eurovision. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, I just left um, Astankina studio, Match TV studio, several minutes ago. Now sitting in Astankina Park, uh, just uh, found some silence, <laughs> a place uh, to talk to you. Listen, I, th- the most important thing is you're with us, Dimitri, because of course, you know, I, I was thinking back this summer, t- like two years ago, okay, this one was weird. Two years ago, we were commentating on the World Cup final, all the way through from the opening game to the World Cup final. And then this summer, I'm jumping off a bus in Kitai Gorod and I meet you again. It's just weird. It, like a massive city, massive world, but we still seem to meet. Uh, you know, it's uh, a happiness when you meet uh, such a kind and uh, good guy in Moscow, even if you can meet and have a pint somewhere else. <laughs> so, just, so just meeting nearby the bus, uh, it's uh, always a pleasure. And uh, if I can help you something, uh, talking about Dynamo qualification in Europa League, it's, it will be okay. But of course, it's a difficult day just um just a lot of work today i uh, got uh, out of the dynamo stadium after a game against rubin then uh ran um, to ran by t- on taxi uh to tv studio to watch uh, excellent derby game i think excellent derby game uh csk bit uh, and spartak moscow and a good victory for csk who will also play in uh, Europa League group stage, uh, it will be in October. But for Dinamo and another uh, Moscow Moscow team, I think it will be a very tough qualification. Um, and uh, there will be three opponents uh, to win against. And I think it will be very tough. I mean, up against um, Tbilisi, I mean, Georgian football is not what it once was. But you'd be fairly confident in getting, getting through that game, wouldn't you? Uh, you know, we will be watching uh, something new uh, during this qualification. I watched uh, the draw, and you know, uh, the, at this stage, the draw is not the way when you uh, just mixing the balls with the names of two teams. 
but you just uh, getting the numbers and the exact numbers of the teams because there are lots of groups and uh, in uh, other way uh, the draw will would be very very long and uh, so we could uh, find out that uh, all the not unseeded teams in this second round of qualification will play this lone game at home all the unseeded teams and what do we know about playing at home to an unseeded team? I think we could ex- expect uh, a bit, a few, uh, a few sensation results. Um, of course, if we see, uh, if we look at the numbers, at the coefficients, uh, Lokomotiv Tbilisi is uh, um, down to the numbers, uh, the, the, the easiest opponent that uh, any team could get. Uh, but, of course, uh, you can watch the previous round of qualification and uh, this Georgian team, um, they could beat at home um, the second team of Romania. And, True, of yeah. course, uh, of, uh, of, Rom- of Romania, Universitatia from Krajewa, and uh, it's, it is uh, quite a good team. Um, and, of course, uh, if, if we spoke uh, before the game, against Georgian and Romanian opponent, we would say that Romanian or that Romanian, any Romanian team qualifying for Europa should be better than Georgian. But we see the result. Um, young Georgian team uh, beat, uh, has, beat, uh, has beaten uh, Romanian Universitatia 2-1. to one, And they are now in uh, second round. And they, uh, just for this purpose, to get prepared for home game against Dynamo Moscow, they uh, played their uh, internal championship uh, game against uh, Sach Harry on Wednesday. Oh. On Wednesday. And uh, that is why that all was made uh, for preparing for good week of preparation for game against Dynamo. So... Everything in Georgian football, uh, everybody in Lokomotiv Tbilisi, uh, just uh, they all are looking forward for this crucial, the most important game for Tbilisi side for Georgian football. Because, of course, it is a uh, very, very tough uh, opponent, they understand, but uh, playing against Russian side for Georgian side. It's not a derby, but uh, <laughs> it's imp- but but it's important. Of course, it's important. It is. So, yeah, So I can say that preparation for the home side will be uh, better. They have better time. They can analyze Dynamo Moscow. They could watch today's game. So it was. It would not be um, very easy for Dynamo. Uh, but of course, Dynamo will be uh, will be looking. Uh, we we would be looking at this game. Uh, that Dynamo should win. Because, of course, next round then you'll be going in against, is it the winner of uh, Tiota from Albania and Granada, is that correct? Yes, it is correct. And if you look at this uh, game uh, that would be played in Albania against, as I said before, uh, all underdogs, all unseeded teams, uh, they welcome the seeded teams. And uh, the game will play in, would be played in Albania, will be played in Albania. And uh, you can see that uh, there are problems in Albanian football. The start of the, their championship is suspended. Uh, because of conflict between government and be- between the football clubs. 
And so there is no exact preparation for Albanian side for oh. this game. And you see that Granada, Granada uh, has played uh, brilliantly the start of uh, Spanish Primera. They uh, beat at home uh, Athletic Bilbao to nil. And uh, I think, uh, of course, Granada, every, any Spanish side is, uh, um, they will be, uh, they, I think everybody, very, very, very very dangerous because uh, remember last season when Espanyol uh, from Barcelona played against CSK uh, in one group of uh, Europa League and they has, uh, and Espanyol uh, have won, uh, has won that group, but they got relegated from last place in Primera. (laughs) So you see, for me, uh, for me, uh, the Spanish Primera is the best and um, the strongest competition in Europe nowadays. Would you be saying that if Manchester City had won the Premier League last year? Yes, okay. uh, yes, okay. I would. Uh, I would. I would be saying. I, I can explain why. Okay. Uh, yes, in uh, yes in in uh, Premier League uh, in England, uh, they have uh, very strong uh, top teams: City, United, Liverpool. Now maybe Arsenal, Tottenham, we can name uh, maybe six, uh, maybe seven with Wolverhampton yeah, uh, mm-hmm. teams. But uh, the average level of football in Spain is uh, better, is stronger now for me than in England. Because even the weakest team in Spain uh, can win the Europa League group. And if we say, can Aston Villa, for example, or West Bromwich Albion win the Europa League group? Of course, no. No, no. Maybe, so, uh, maybe, so I think... Maybe a couple of games they might win in the group, but they're not going to win the group. No way. Yeah, for me, for me, the average uh, level uh, of uh, Spanish football is the, um, the highest in uh, Europe and maybe in the world. Yeah, uh, listen, I, I, I had this discussion with some guys from Spain last year, um, former Spanish internationals and Real Madrid players, and they were just basically saying that, you know... Don't look past La Liga. La Liga is so much better, so much better. And in all, in all honesty, I don't watch enough La Liga to say that, but I would always say the Bundesliga is as good as anything else because of the quality of play there. But again, would I say that Eintracht Frankfurt, you know, if they were playing in the Europa League, would they win the league or have a chance to win the Europa League? Not a chance. You know, it, it, it's not there. Um, listen, five years ago, I remember actually it was six years ago when it started, when Dinamo... Uh, under, of course, Stanislav Cherchesov. They got through the, the, the qualifying rounds, two qualifying rounds, got through the group stage, went on to beat Anderlecht, and put it up against a very, very good Napoli team. Of course, playing for Dinamo then, there was Zobnin, Samba, Jujak, Kokorin, Zhirkov, uh, Kurani, Hubuchan. That was an amazing Dinamo team. What, what would be the expectations for Dinamo fans right now? The club, I know, are going to just go and try and win. What do the fans want or expect? Uh, you know, of course, it's uh, a very different situation. Uh, remember, last year, there was uh, another coach. Uh, there was a huge transfer campaign, a lot of players coming in, but no result. And last October, just last October, 11 months ago, Dynamo Moscow was in relegation zone. Um uh, and of course, that is the great difference between the preparation for, Euro- for Europa League six years ago under Stanislav Cherchesov and now. Uh, if under Stanislav Cherchesov uh, there was um, a good, tr- a, a good uh, players uh, coming in, 
Now we can't say the same about this Dynamo uh, team. This Dynamo team is just transferring. They, uh, this Dynamo Moscow team still needs some um, uh, some players, some positions to strengthen. So I think the expectations from this uh, European campaign um, are rather lower uh, from the fans um, than it than they were uh, six years ago. Uh, to say that, to tell the truth. Uh, it would be for me not, not a miracle, maybe, but a very great result if Dynamo qualifies uh, for group stage. Now we, of course, okay. Lokomotiv Tbilisi, it's an opponent to to win, but Granada away, yeah. it's a very <laughs> tough. It's a very tough opponent, and it is not the last uh, opponent. Yeah? Yes, yes, you yes. understand that uh, if um, is it playoff as for, well. It's playoff as well, where Tottenham, <laughs> PSV, so uh, a lot of uh, a lot of uh, teams uh, from uh, German, from France, again from Spain, they can they can be as an uh, as an opponent. So I think it would be a great result for young coach Kirill Novikov uh, to if if uh, Dynamo just qualifies for group stage. But if not. Uh, it should not be a despair, uh, a, a great loss. Uh, I think, I think, in in uh, these circumstances, in uh, the situation that we see now, uh, Dynamo Moscow team um, is not ready for uh, for biggest European challenges. They this team needs uh, one more transfer window window at last. To strengthen the team, to change the team, to change the mentality, uh, Dynamo team needs maybe a one more championship uh, and a strong finish in a hall in a high, uh, maybe in top five, top six, um, just to to show themselves that they can. Uh, so I think uh, so I think um, it will be tough to qualify to group stage, but of course, um, but of course, uh, another European uh, opponent to play. It's a good practice, um, and I think it uh, this European campaign, any 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 result, it will it will end in. Uh, I think it will help uh, Dynamo to get stronger mentally and physically. Listen, that's the most important thing. Finally, before we go away, because I want to get you in out of the cold. Um, of course, you have the former Liverpool assistant and Mainz assistant, a man who I, I met back in his German playing days, Jelko Buvac, in as sporting director. Has he been able to make any changes so far, or he's still kind of like developing a, a new system for, for Dynamo? Uh, at first, uh, let's say to him, happy birthday. Oh, it's his birthday uh, today. Oh, my goodness. Joko, yes. if you're listening to us, please, happy birthday from Capital Sports. And we're going to try and get you on the show very soon to have a good catch-up. So, uh, happy birthday. Yes, happy birthday to Jelka Buvic. Uh, not a good present for Dynamo team. <laughs> uh, yes, as, as we know, I think uh, the present was uh, a tie. Uh, yes. But not, uh, but, but not a win uh, today in a match against Rubin, in a game against Rubin. Uh, you know, uh, all uh, our list, all, all the people who listen to our, to our show now um, and many uh, Russian uh, fans will know better uh, 
about Jelka Bulic in uh, days to come, in, com in coming days, because our friend and um, prominent uh, Russian journalist Nobel Arustamian uh, has uh, made, uh, uh, has taken uh, several interviews with him. Uh, with uh, Andrei Waronin, uh, who uh, advised, uh, you know, former Liverpool and Dynamo forwards mm -hmm. and U Ukrainian um, uh, goal scorer, uh, who advised uh, uh, Dynamo uh, to take Zelko uh, as a sporting director. Uh, so it would be a, a huge material uh, in, on YouTube uh, coming in several days. Uh, nobody in England. Uh, when uh, Zelka was an assistant to um, Jurgen Klopp in Liverpool, nobody in German uh, talked to him for such a big period of time. So exactly. it, it, it would, uh, so it would be uh, he's a very shy person, you know. Yeah. Uh, it, it, uh, he's very close, uh, if we can say it. So, so it is not easy to get a good interview with him. Uh, so Nobel did, and so in coming days we will see uh, Zelka Bovic uh, for the first time um, speaking uh, so openly to press. That is, and, uh, yeah. and go ahead. Yes, go ahead. and now uh, and uh, now he's a sporting director. I spoke to Kirill Novikov um, not so far ago about his relations about uh, with Bovic, uh, how their work is uh, progressing. Uh, he says it's okay. Uh, Zelke is watching um, European and uh, foreign um, foreign players. Uh, uh, Kirill and his scouts uh, watching uh, Russian players. After that, they are they are sitting together, discussing uh, this person, that person, uh, that football player, um, and whom to buy or not to buy. So, as, as I understand, uh, the work is going rather well. Uh, many said that Zelka Bubic uh, could replace at one time uh, Kirill Novikov uh, at the, as a head coach. But, and, uh, and many people still think so, because uh, all his career is a coaching career. Exactly. But, exactly. but, but never he has been the head coach. As far as I uh, see... He is not planning to become a head coach in no. Russia. No, no, no. Uh, so, so, so I think he will uh, he will continue as a sporting director. But uh, we will see. Him. Uh, is this the the place uh, he fits in? I can't say uh, for now uh, if uh, Zelka Bovic is a great sporting director. Uh, I, I can see, uh, for example, uh, Dynamo has bought uh, Nicola Mora, a young promising talent from uh, Dynamo Zagreb. Um, but if it is to become, for example, uh, uh, now we can say that Tony Shunic, uh, central defender, defender from Bosnia, very, Dynamo, good. Yeah, yeah. very good, he's leaving for China. Yes, uh, yeah. he's leaving for China, he's already in China, and now for Zelka. It's a very difficult time to find a replacement. Of course. And, uh, and uh, maybe it will be a foreign defender. And, uh, and Dynamo is short of time. Um, because oh. there, are still, there are still maybe two, three central defenders now. And the Europa League is uh, knocking uh, at the door. <laughs> uh, so, so I think we will see him. We, we will try uh, to see his work uh, maybe in coming days. 
Excellent. Listen, Dimitri Duranis, thank you so, so much for this evening. Get in out of the cold. I'm going to get you the point very, very soon. We're going to be, I'm going to be in contact with you tomorrow. And the very best of luck to Dinamo this week in Georgia. Okay, thank you very much. Okay, that was Dimitri Duranis. We're running a little bit over time, but we will be back with the big, fat, filthy quiz after this break. This is DJ Fresh, Fresh and Gold Dust back after the break with the quiz. Capital Sports with Alan Moore.
Okay, folks, we are back and uh, live on air for the last segment. We overran the last one a little bit, but still, we have enough time for a very good quiz. I'm going to check in. We have six contestants this evening. Um, Boz, Derek, you're there? Can't hear you, Derek. You have to speak up a wee bit. You're there? I'm here. Good, okay. Uh, Eselt, you're there? I am. Okay, Andy Mack, you're in the house? Ready and willing. Uh, okay, that's what remains to be seen. Andrew Flint, you're there. I'm certainly ready. <laughs> All right. And Alex B, you're there as well with us. Well, I most certainly am. Uh, Double N, are you there with us? Yep, yep. Okay, right. So the running order will be tonight as follows uh, Andy Mack. He is back. He's number one. Uh, Boz, you are. Derek, you are number two. Alex B is number three. Andrew Flint, number four. Double N, number five. And of course, Isil Cody is number six. Why is Isil Cody number six? It's because yesterday was her birthday. Correct, Isil? So you're really bad. Yeah. Okay. The cruelty. No, because now on, on the count of three, we're going to sing you a little song. So one, two, three. Happy birthday uh, to uh, you. Uh, Happy birthday uh, to uh, you. Uh, Happy birthday, uh, dear uh, Esol. Uh, Happy birthday uh, to you. That was like the best, worst Russian boy band I think I've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> we can make a single. Did you hear a dog bark there? Because Simba, for some reason, felt he was listening to Belgium. <laughs> uh, oh, my goodness. OK, Isil, very happy birthday. Of course, we just found out that it is also Jelko Buvac, the sport director, former uh, sport director of Dinamo Moscow and the former assistant to Jurgen Klopp in Liverpool and Mainz. It is his birthday today as well. OK, right. Quiz right away. We're starting off. Uh, these are winners of the US Women's Open. Of course, yesterday uh, there was a, well, a repeat winner. Um, Serena didn't get through but right straight away Andy Mack first question to you I need the family name Flavia Flavia um oh god three two one Andy need an answer um 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 um, um, um no no nah, gone Penetta Penetta okay Boz at Balzambia Serena uh, Serena Williams. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Alex B. Naomi. Don't say Campbell. Uh, Naomi Osaka. Oh, very good. I thought you were going to say. Uh, no, I'm, not, I'm not playing. Around. I'm not screwing around this. <laughs> oh, 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 there is some competition on tonight's show. I'm telling you, if you want to win. All right, uh, Andrew Flint, Angelique. Uh, Kerber. Very good. Care Bear, exactly. Uh, double N, Sloan. Stevens. Very good. Oof. Either he's very quick on Google or he's just good. And finally, <laughs> finally, for the birthday girl, Sam or Samantha? Stoser. Very good. Yes, Sam Stozer. So right away, it's uh, everyone in the lead except for Andy Mack. Andy Mack is, well, he's having his kilt lifted and we're checking underneath the hood. Right. Um, right. Part two, of course, you have to put in the missing words. OK, uh, so this straight away, we're going to start off Andy Mack. <laughs> Andy, please keep this clean. I am out of what, says Serena. This is after her loss. I am out of what, says Serena. 
You said keep it clean. Yeah, and don't get us sued as well. <laughs> I'm out of box. Come on, quick, give us an answer. Uh, balls. <laughs> I'm going to give you a point. I'm going to give you a point for that. I knew that was coming. Uh, I'm out of reasons. Reasons. There was an ESPN headline. Okay. Uh, number two, this is now for uh, Derek. Derek, English players caught sneaking what into team hotel? This is from the Sun Times. English players caught sneaking what into team hotel? Sneaking hoes. <laughs> I'm giving you a there point. We go. Well, I'm giving you a point, but no, it's actually girls. All right. <laughs> you get two points if you get it right, but you only got one. Same as Andy Mac. Right. Uh, now, next up is Alex B. Jeez, Alex B. Please keep this. Okay. Um, I now support. The rival who I once thought was a what? Raw. This is a opportunity. The opportunity here is limitless. I know. Go on. Give me a good one. I now support a rival or their rival who I once thought was a what? It's from the BBC website. Uh, This is related. Pardon? A fool. Uh, I'll give you half a point for that one, Alex. No, it's actually a cheat. It's uh, Madeleine Pape uh, on Castor Semenya. She said, I thought she all, was all, a cheat. All my efforts went toward keeping this clean. <laughs> no, Alex, what happened to you? What's wrong with you? <laughs> Don't do that. It's, it's, it's not me, it's the, it's the sentence. It's, it's, the word, it's, the <laughs> it's like I'm just putting... Okay, these are randomly generated, by the way. Right. <clears throat> um, all right, this is Andrew Flint. Is England's new man Grealish... What? This is from the Guardian newspaper. <laughs> Put your hand down, Eastold. <laughs> okay, come on. Andrew Quick, is in England's new man Grealish what? Worth it. No, I'm not, not going to give you a point for that. No, it's actually misunderstood. Misunderstood. Ah. It's so boring, but like worth it. Uh, no, it was funny. I'd have given you a point. It, it wasn't. It wasn't even yeah. near like Alex. Okay, fine. Uh, next up, of course, is Double N. Double N. There's a missing what within Munster. This is Don Lennon to RTE. There's a missing what within Munster. This, of course, is the Munster rugby team. There is a missing... Uh, I give up, I give up. No, you can say some word, my goodness. Don't give up before you say a word. Just say anything. There's a missing what? What? Tooth? <laughs> yeah. I'll, give you, I'll give you half a point for that. <laughs> All right, it's actually ingredient. Uh, okay, finally, e-salt. Okay. Uh, Shane Lowry makes what start in California? This is from the, uh, it was from ITV Sport website. Shane? Um, I'm going to go with... Good or positive? <laughs> yeah, I'll give you. I'll give you two points for that. Positive. Yeah, you're correct. Yeah. Okay. Well done. Well done. Okay. Ooh, the Bertie girl is in the lead right now. So oh, yeah. uh, before we start, the, <laughs> before we start the third round, okay, Eastwood is on three. Uh, Derek is on two. Uh, then tied on one and a half are Alex B and Double N, and then at the rear are. Andrew and Andy both on one. All right. This is now... Uh, okay. So this is... A, it's a, a either or. Okay. So this is about the winner. Okay. The winner of Super Bowl 34, which is in 2010. Okay. So uh, Andy Mack, 
Is it the St. Louis Rams or the Tennessee Titans? Uh, Rams. Very well done. Very well done. You got two points for that one. Okay. Uh, next, of course, is Derek. Derek, Super Bowl 39, 2005. New England Patriots or the Philadelphia Eagles? No, go with the Philadelphia Eagles. And you would be going in the wrong direction. Zero. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Who's laughing at this poor man's misfortune? You hear the laughter in the background. Okay. Number three, it's Alex B. Right, Alex B., February 2nd, 2020. Who was it? Uh, let me see. Was it Super Bowl 52 or 54? Of course, it's Kansas City against the San Francisco 49ers. So was it Super Bowl 52 or 54? 52. Oh, no, it was 54. Uh, uh, unlucky. You actually, you, know, you would have been just sneaking out into the lead if you'd gotten that one right. I would have been. I yeah, been. you would have been in the lead by half a point. Okay, uh, next up is Andrew Flint. Andrew, okay, Super Bowl 44. Okay, Indianapolis Colts or the New Orleans Saints? Oh, uh, Indianapolis Colts. No, it was the New Orleans Saints. Okay, sorry, sorry. I feel bad actually for that. So. Okay, Super Bowl. <laughs> Super Bowl 50. Uh, this is for double N. New England Patriots or Denver Broncos? Super Bowl 50. Uh, I'll go for Patriots. And you'd be going also in the wrong direction. The last person to have a chance to beat the Bertie girl doesn't take it. Right. Uh, Esalt, this is the last question. And you are in... Oh, actually, no. You need to get it right or there is a playoff between yourself and Andy Mack. So, okay, question is this. Okay. Who are the most winning team, the team with the most winning record in Super Bowl history? Is it Pittsburgh or it, Dallas? It's actually a tie because I did some research. <laughs> Pittsburgh tie with the Patriots. So technically the question is flawed. No, the question is who is between these two teams, Pittsburgh or Dallas? Oh, well, then it has to be the Pittsburgh Steelers. Very good. Well done. All right, I so <laughs> congratulations. It was that Bertie song we sang to you, so thank you so much. Okay, folks, I want to thank you all for joining this evening. Uh, thank you. Have a great week. We'll see you all again, of course, next week. So thank you very much to our quiz team. Uh, Isolt, happy birthday again, and congratulations thank you on very your win. Much. Okay, thanks, guys. Okay, so, folks, we are going to uh, go off into the Moscow night because now... Well, look, we've had a very long show, a very, very good show. We've had some great guests. We've had some, a lot of fun, I hope you will agree. And the most important thing is that uh, CSKA fans or Cisco fans will have bragging rights this week. This week alone, maybe, in the office. And, of course, Dinamo, we wish you the very, very best of luck uh, out in Georgia this week. Of course, this isn't against Georgians. We've already had that before with Alex B. Uh, but, no, we wish you the very, very best of luck, uh, Dinamo, in your game uh, out in Georgia get to the group stage, bring it home and uh, make us all proud. Okay, so we're going to go out to the Moscow night. It is now two minutes before 11, so I'm going to run away as well. And uh, look, we're going to leave you with something that is going to motivate you for the rest of the week, okay? Whether you're outside of Moscow or coming back into Moscow, you're here in Moscow, just know that we're with you all the way, okay? So this is Imagine Dragons on top of the world. We'll talk to you again next Sunday. Until then, take care of yourselves and each other. Sports with Alan Moore.
down. Cause I'm on top of the world.